Good morning. I am Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Christopher Larkins in today. Hi, Chris. How's it going, Tiffany? I'm doing well. Um, so you are kind of a techie, all things business support. Heavier on business, but definitely into tech heavily as well. I mean, you, I feel like every time we talk, it's like, well, I I know this thing and I know this thing and you're just kind of all (laughs) over the place. Um, But we have a a specific event we want to talk about today um, put on by your company called FundsFlow. Correct. Correct. Um, And so tell me a little bit about what FundsFlow is and does. Great. So basically FundsFlow, we put that together to help businesses, small businesses locally, access a new tax credit from the government. And the tax credit is like, it's a lot of things that are are great. We would almost call this like once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's game changing. It, so. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that you would, as a small business owner, changes the tra- trajectory um, of what kind of you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's for a lot of the folks out there might be familiar with like the PPP loan that was issued. That was like the hottest phrase, right? In exactly. 2020 and 2021. Is, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so this is kind of a similar thing with that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was issued under the same act, the CARES Act, mm-hmm. and it just did not receive the same hype and focus as the PPP for a number of different reasons. But really, you could almost think of like the PPP loan as the little brother. And this is like the great, great, great granddaddy of them all. So this is for an employee retention credit. That's correct. And so tell us a little bit about and why why do you even care about this? Why? How did you get involved in, in knowing about this employee tax credit and why do you care? And Yeah, actually. Um, so I would say about a year ago, I got exposed to it. Um, from a friend of mine. And he was asking me if we had taken advantage of the ERC, the Employee Retention Tax Credit. I had no idea what he was talking about. What is that? Are you speaking a foreign language? Exactly. So I just, I started to do a deep dive and I realized like, oh my goodness, all of this money is sitting here available to small business. And I figured if I didn't know about it, how many other businesses don't know about this? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it just kind of became a, a mission and a passion to see small business thrive. And we all know that capital is the it's the lifeblood of any small business. Capital is king, right? It is king. It is king. Right, right. And part of my background is raising funding as well. And so I understand how difficult it can be to get something as simple as like a small business loan. Mm-hmm. And so if there was this opportunity that businesses had to take advantage of this money that's theirs sitting there with their name on it, and they wouldn't have to get a loan. They wouldn't have to go ask for investors. They could just do it themselves with filing some paperwork. I got very excited about that. So let's be clear. This is not a loan. This is not money that is paid back. This is similar to PPP well, in the PPP, was that a loan? It was that, a loan. That was correct. a loan. So that was money that needed to get paid back. That was just kind of a way to cash flow during some tighter times during COVID. And this is not that. This is not a loan. That's correct. So this is just money sitting there, stacks on the table in you know, the federal government that people are you know, hoping to get. Yeah. I like the best way I can describe it, and this is literally what it is. If a business pays in their tax, like at the beginning of the year and they overpay, business or personal, we all wait for that big refund Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. When you get that refund, it's not a loan, it's not a grant, it's just a refund. 
You can take the money. You can do whatever you want. With Make it, it. It's rain, yours. baby. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's literally what this is. It's an actual refund that the government is issuing you. And so that business owner receives that money and it's theirs to keep. Reinvest back in their business, use for personal needs or wants. It's their money at that point. So what qualifies, What if I'm a business owner listening right now, what do I need to know about whether I would qualify for this credit or not? Okay, yeah, great question. So the first thing is you have to have been open in 2019 or before. So if your business was established after that in 2020, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, you're not going to qualify. Uh, the second thing is the government looks at two qualifying factors, and they're both based upon 2019 as what's called your benchmark year. So from 2019, they look at 2020 and 2021, the two pandemic years, and they want to compare first your receipts. So if your gross revenue was in decline for 2020 and or 21 as compared to 19, you may qualify. That decline, it, it gets a little bit tricky because it's not exactly simple. These are taxes, but mm -hmm. I'm just trying to give you the gist of it. Yeah. The second is uh, if your receipts were not in decline, but you experienced some kind of a negative impact on your business or operations because of something that the government introduced as a mandate, you may qualify. So a great example is like a restaurant mm -hmm. and you're used to seating like 60 people in the restaurant, but because of a government mandate and spacing, you can now only seat 30. Well, that is a negative impact because of a government mandate related to COVID. So what we like to say is, look, if your business was negatively impacted because of COVID-19 and you kept your employees on during the 2020 and 21 pandemic, there is a good chance that you may qualify for this money. Well, and that's very, very exciting. And like you said, that's it's it's money that's theirs and it's not necessarily even um, it's it's just a bonus where people who are maybe waiting to do uh, upgrade on some technology that they have or equipment or whatever, they um, can kind of apply for this and, and get and I mean, significant amounts of money. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like when we first start talking to people about the amount of money that's sitting there, eyes get really wide and almost kind of back away from the table. Like, is this too good to yeah. be true? This guy's lying. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, actually, it almost is too good to be true. Uh, but it is true. Like That's on the IRS. That's the congressional hearing. That's the CARES Act. And those are the numbers that they wrote in. In case you're just joining us, we have Christopher Larkinson from Funds Flow, and we're talking about the employee retention credit, tax credit. So the Biz Foundry and you guys are going to be doing an event on November 7th, 6 to 8, and you're going to kind of go deep dive into all the details of this tax credit, and and you have offered a service to help work with these businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, you know, when you have this much money going on and you have and you're dealing with the IRS confusion can ensue and it really has right and so I started realizing there's so many businesses that either don't know about it haven't even heard of it haven't even heard about it, or they mm -hmm. have and they're just totally confused yeah so the whole point of the event is we want folks to come out listen hear and learn and within roughly 90 minutes, they're going to leave totally empowered, completely understanding exactly, one, what the credit is, two, whether or not they qualify, and then three, 
what are the next steps that they need to take to go ahead and take advantage of it? And is there a timeline on this tax credit? Do they need to, you know, the, I mean, we're talking about taxes from 2020 and 2021 and we're already almost wrapping up 2023. Is there a timeline that people, is there a uh, urgency to this? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it, it's broken up into two parts. The first part is going to expire essentially at the end of this year. And then the second part expires at the end of 2024. So again, the, the way I kind of look at it, it's like, you know, if you order something on Amazon, you have 30 days to return it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're kind of stuck with it. And I get, I'm always, I'm the worst. I get stuck with everything because I forget it sits there and then I'm like, I don't want this. Now it's stuck here. Exactly. Exactly. So it is one of those things like folks really do need to go ahead and get a move on because with the amount of money that we're talking about, even missing out on like half of it can be a a substantial amount of money. And what, what kind of um, range are we talking about for what, what are you seeing that businesses are getting back? Yeah, sure. So the, the limit that a business can get back is up to $26,000 per W-2 employee. It's got to be a W-2. Let's just stop. That. Per employee. That's correct. Not just total That's per correct. employee. So keep That's going. Correct. Okay. That's right. 1099s do not count. Okay. Got to be a W-2, right? That number up to $26,000 has a number of variables that go into it. So what we typically see is on average about twelve dollars to $15,000 per W-2 is what the owner ends up getting back. Mm-hmm. So just simple math, if you've got 10 employees, that's $120,000 to $150,000. That's yours. Mm-hmm. Done and done. That's insane amount of money for a lot of these small business owners in the Upper Cumberland. I know. So h- how how many businesses have you been working with in, since you found out about this and, and since you created FundsFlow? H- what's your journey been? We've worked with over 800 businesses so far. Wow. And those are all across the United wow. States. Um, the journey has been really exciting. Uh, we've done everything from very small businesses that have like three to five employees, and we've gone all the way up to larger size businesses that have like 150, 175 employees. Um, the industries range everything from restaurants and hotels to general contractors. Um, we've even done manufacturing facilities as well, too. And it's it's just been, it's been really exciting. Um, and the industry doesn't, there's no limits on the industry because we have a lot of boutiques in the area. Um, that was a big thing that, you know, kind of got got crushed a little bit during the COVID years of uh, boutiques that were, you know, having to have less people shop in there, less hours, all that kind of stuff, or only delivery and shop online and all that kind of stuff. So no, the industry doesn't, is not limited either. Yeah, correct. The industry it doesn't matter what industry that it is, which is really exciting to see. So everything from a retail boutique all the way up to a metal manufacturing facility, mm-hmm. the industry is going to go ahead and qualify regardless of the industry. And again, the, the limit is per employee. It's not on the company itself. So even if you have a larger company, 100 employees, you're still eligible. That's correct. That's correct. And the way that the the small the the IRS determines whether you're a small business or exceeds that. In 2020, if you had more than a hundred employees, you won't qualify for that 2020 year. 
In 2021, if you had more than 500 employees, you won't qualify for that 2021 year. So again, the best way to look at it is going in, it's not an all or none. It really is based upon year by year and quarter by quarter, which is why we've been able to work with such a large plethora of companies. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry and I have Christopher Larkinson and we were talking about the employee tax retention credit in the event that we're going to do. But you also have, this is kind of a passion project almost for you to kind of get involved with that. Right, right. And so you have another business that's called James Christopher Live. So tell me about that. All things business. Yeah. So James Christopher Live, you could almost call that a passion project as well. (laughs) You're just a passionate guy. About some things, about some (laughs) things. So we launched that about three years ago. And that really is all things related to AI, Web3, blockchain, and NFTs. And really the focus of it initially um, was to help companies market, because that's kind of my background really companies market that were in the NFT space and in the blockchain. So for space. those people who are listening that are like, what, what is that? Yeah, uh-huh. right, what is that? So blockchain, you can think of that as cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the one that most people have heard of. Most people would heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And then NFTs, non-fungible tokens, uh, most people would that even know anything about it would equate that with like pictures that people were selling for a lot of money, Monkeys, apes, things like this, pictures of those that people are selling for millions of dollars. And Okay, this is a weird world. It's a very strange <laughs> world. Uh, something that people are probably more familiar with now, thanks to like chat GTP, chat uh-huh. GPT, excuse yes, me, yes. is AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah, right? where, I mean, for those people who don't know, you can like type in the topic of a term paper and it We'll write your term paper. Not that I'm um, condoning that, but... Kids, don't listen. <laughs> They're all in school right now, so it's okay. But um, yeah, so it it's a weird weird world. And even in the... You said you started this three years ago. Yep. I mean, I'm guessing just in the last three years, things have kind of exploded with that. Like in the last three months. Yeah. Um, it's, it changes so fast that it's it's almost impossible to keep up even with your nose right to the wheel and you're, you're sort of watching everything as it happens. Yeah. So what was, what made you get involved with that and start this company and, and want to work with business owners and kind of help them with their marketing and what they're doing? 
Well, two things. One was the growth pattern. I looked at the industry itself and I realized everything is moving in this direction. Everything is going in the direction of AI and everything is going into the direction of what we call Web3, which is almost like a virtual reality. And because of that, I knew businesses have to go into that direction and they got to know how to market. It doesn't matter whether you're selling hot dogs on the street corner or whether you're selling a co-working membership makes no difference. (laughs) You have to be able to market. Yeah. And I love marketing and I got excited about it and I thought, let's just put the two together and see what happens. So how do you stay up to date on what's going on and, and how things are changing? And I mean, the AI is smarter than us for the most part. <laughs> it, it actually is. Um, just kind of a side note, if, if we judge intelligence by, say, like an IQ, mm-hmm. Einstein's pretty smart, mm-hmm. uh, like 170 IQ. I think the smartest guy alive today is running like 220. And ChatGPT right now, which is in its sort of stupid infantile stage, is running at about 100,000. IQ. So it's just, it's off the chart. Yeah. We can't even figure to stay up with it. It's, it's networking. Yeah. Just constantly Twitter, LinkedIn, occasionally a phone call, but not so much. And, and reading as well too. Just always watching, you know, do you feel are there, I mean, you're in it. And you're doing it all the time. And I think there's a lot of people who have reservations and fears about AI and kind of you see these movies of like, you know, robots taking over the world. And so what are kind of the pitfalls or downfalls that people need to be concerned about with AI? Those are those are definitely valid. It is to me one of the, the greatest technologies introduced and also one of the most dangerous. The biggest downfall that I can see is over reliance on it. And as the more and more that we begin to sort of just meet out our daily tasks, which we will, to mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, the less and less we understand how just regular things function and operate, there really does run this opportunity for a very intelligent artificial intelligence to sort of take over, for lack of a better word. It sounds crazy it sounds saying it. like Hollywood. It does. But when you actually look at how the algorithm functions and works, it's not too far from the truth. Yeah. In case you're just joining us, we have Chris Larkins from James Christopher Live in and we're talking about your AI experience. And um, and the thing is, is that there's been artificial intelligence of, you know, there's been robots that have been making parts of cars for years and years and years. But something in the last year, two years, three years it's just so rapidly changed. And what do you think that is that has kind of like flipped the switch on and things are just going so fast? It's funny that you mentioned uh, robots making cars because one of the one of the early AI founders within Google, one of the earliest protocols was exactly looking at that. They went to Toyota and they looked at the robotic arms and how the robotic arms were making cars and they said, "Well, that's not actually artificial intelligence." That's just programming. programming. Exactly. But what if we could take that robotic arm and make it artificially intelligent? Mm-hmm. And so they took thousands of green balls and they put four or five red balls amongst them. And they tried to program the robot to figure out where the red ball was instead of the green ball. 
and they couldn't for six months. And they sort of just turned it, turned it off and walked away from it. One weekend they came back after they had kind of left it running and, and working and realized that the machine had figured out which ball was which color. And they thought it was a fluke. And so they let it run another week during that week again and again and again and again with about a 99% accuracy, the hand continued to pick out the correct uh, color, mm-hmm. at which point they realized it's actually learning. Yeah. And it's that, it's that point, that kind of what's called the event horizon that gets crossed where the machine is learning yeah. what's right and what's wrong. It's not just running an algorithm where you now have artificial intelligence. Yeah. Which is crazy because, again, you, you stop, you don't really think of programming as different. But then you're like, oh, well, yeah, that's that is different because there's somebody there's a, a human behind a program. Exactly. The way I look at programming, if you had to put that like into human terms, mm-hmm. would be like memorization. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone and they're just amazing at memorizing, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're smart. It just means that they're really good at memorizing. Yeah. Right. Versus when you look at artificial intelligence, it's not just memorizing, it's actually deciphering. It's making a value judgment as to this is right, this is wrong, and I'm choosing to go with this one for reasons other than pure memorization. Yeah. So what does this mean for business owners? Do they need to kind of hop on this train and and make sure that they're using AI at least kind of familiarizing themselves at the moment? In short, yes. Uh, it's, this would be like, I don't know, go back 10 years, 10 years ago, right? And asking a business owner, well, is it mandatory that you have a website? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. You yeah. Know? Today, it's like, if you don't have a website, you are in serious trouble. Well, you're just looked at as not as serious, not as upper echelon as a business owner. You're just, you know, kind of flying by the seat of your pants. And so all of that is kind of, you know, that's what sets the successful businesses apart from the non-successful businesses and and whether you can grow and scale your business. And I think that's what it is. I mean, again, it comes back to cost and cost and time are the the two biggest determinants of whether or not a business is going to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have something that comes along that satisfies both of those, Mm -hmm. you better jump in because everybody else around you is. And if you're not there, you're going to get left behind. For sure. We'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. I am Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry and I have Chris Larkins in from Funds Flow. We were talking about the employee retech retention credit. Um, and we're going to do an event with the Biz Foundry for small business owners that were in business 2019 or before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get some people some money. Do you yeah. feel like um, Santa Claus a little bit? I guess Santa doesn't really give money. No, he doesn't. But I do. I do kind of. I, it's funny. I often say like a, if you get a call from us, it's kind of like getting a call from St. Nick. Yeah, it's it's Christmas time. Heck early. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the timing of this is, is pretty amazing for the holiday season. And um, I think a lot of businesses, January, February, March are a little more 
bleak, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, depending on uh, maybe some. Are, it's great for obviously an accountant, maybe. But um, for a lot of businesses, they struggle during those months. So a nice um, check to kind of pad that that time might be good for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're going to have an event November 7th, 6 to 8 at the Biz Foundry. You can go to thebizfoundry.org slash events and register for the event. One of the things that we were talking about um, a second ago was that your company has um, part of your, you're helping people prepare, re-prepare their, their taxes so that they can get the credit. Um, and there's a waiting period because there's so many applications coming into the government right now. So tell me about the, the waiting period the government has out there. Yeah. So uh, right now, the IRS actually introduced a moratorium about a month ago, and they are not accepting or taking any new applications until January. Then once they do take the application, if you are approved, it takes about six to 12 months in order to receive your money. Best case scenario, you would be looking at a check if you got approved sometime around June to November of 2024. Yeah. So that's a long time. And these are people that have, they don't know that they're waiting for the money most likely, but this is money from 2020, 2021 that they're kind of, it's credit from that time. So this is years, years in the making. Exactly. So FundsFlow has decided to step in and help out that process. Exactly. So basically what we've done is we've created a a system called early buyout. We've tagged it as the fast lane flow project. And essentially we underwrite the business. We underwrite all of the qualification. And if we ding that that business would get qualified, we offer to purchase that tax credit up front at an early buyout of 85 to 90 cents on the dollar. And that process typically takes about six to 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, a, a slightly less amount, you know, it's 90, 90 cents on the dollar. So it's slight, t- 10% less, but you get the money right away. Yeah. And it, again, it's always an offer. It's like, right. hey, if you need this money today, you probably are going to want to take advantage of this. Yeah. If you don't, and if you can wait a year, a year and a half to get it, that's great too. Right. Wait a year and a half to get it. We'll still help you and still work with you. Yeah. It was really something that we decided to do just to be sure that, you know, I mean, most small businesses are not Apple computer with a billion dollars in cash in the bank, mm-hmm. right? Like we need money today, cash not is tomorrow. King. Cash, cash is, is king. king. We're going right? to keep saying it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we wanted to be there. We wanted to be that service where we could make that available to businesses. Which is really, you know, advantageous for people who, all these small business owners who are waiting for, I mean, that's the number one thing that we get at the Biz Foundry is people looking for funding for things, whether it's an upgrade or they want to scale, they want to have a new line of products come out and they can't get to that next step in their business without the cash. And so to be able to kind of, okay, I'm going to take this this early buyout and then be able to to launch something new and start making even more money is, is really going to be big for these businesses. It really is. And I mean, for most businesses, if they have the option between getting $100,000 in a year or getting eighty five dollars to $90,000 next week. Yeah. Enough said, right? I mean, I, yeah, I'd go for the next week uh, payout personally. <laughs> well, and here, here's the other really neat thing about it. So we are dealing with the IRS and the IRS can fluctuate. They can change, which they have as much and as often as they want. So 
When we tell people it's a six to 12 month wait in order to get your money on average, that's on average. There's nothing written in stone that says the IRS couldn't double that time or triple that time or introduce new regulation in order to limit who can receive it. When we step in and we actually purchase that credit, we're not just paying the business owner up front. We are actually purchasing the the credit itself. So now we're in the position of actually waiting for the money. What happens if the IRS decides to change their mind? We actually take the risk on as well. Mm -hmm. And the owner is free and done and it's theirs to keep. Yeah. Well, and that's been a really it's 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 a really impactful for the the Upper Cumberland area. This is a a, I feel like I I've lived other places, but I do feel like this is the small business mecca of the at least of Tennessee. It's it's big here. It's small businesses. Um you know, are the heartbeat of this area. And so that really can change kind of the economic climate here. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's one of the things that, that I saw as well, too. I mean, my in-laws have lived here for a hundred years, like literally on the same patch of land, Yeah, you know, and, and to see like what Cookville and the Upper Cumberland area has really become and, and grown, especially over the last 10 and 15 years has just been, it's been tremendous. And this opportunity, I really felt like the injection of, of capital that, that can transform the way that small business is actually functioning. And you may never get that again. Like, when will you ever wake up and just suddenly there's this chunk of cash where do with it what you want to really grow your business? <sighs> to miss it, whether, they, whether someone works with our company or not, really to miss it is a, is a shame. You yeah. have to take advantage well, of it. Well, I mean, there was a lot of CARES money and we, we again have the support for small business in this, this area. We have the infrastructure. So there was a lot of CARES money that went to the Small Business Development Center that was helping people, restaurants set up websites that they didn't have websites set up and they could order, you know, people could then order food. And it really, the CARES Act really did feel like this area really took advantage of all the opportunities that were out and available for that. And so we, we didn't get hit. I mean, Tennessee was a little bit different COVID wise anyway, but we didn't get hit as hard as some of the other areas because we knew how to take advantage of, of the government assistance that was out there. Yeah, absolutely. We actually track every company within the upper Cumberland area and Nashville that received any kind of a paycheck protection program infusion or anything EIDL from the government and if you look at it on a percentile basis compared to other areas in the country, it's pretty high. Like just the amount of, of companies that were smart enough to jump in, take advantage of it, stay afloat, and even grow in some cases during that time. That's that's good to have that data to, to hear back. I, I always had this feeling that Tennessee is... Um, you know, we have a handle on small business and we know we have an infrastructure with Launch Tennessee servicing the whole entire state and, and really... Um, I feel like it's a great place for startups, but to have that concrete data that people are taking advantage of the government assistance that's out there and all the programming and all that, that's great to hear that it's true. <laughs> My no, feelings yeah. are true. hundred percent. And and the way I look at it too is it's the responsibility of the small business owner to take advantage of these programs when they're made available. Mm-hmm. And really it's for two reasons. If you don't, the government is going to spend that money on something else. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, your community is going to suffer because as a small business owner, if you're not growing, your community really is suffering. 
Well, and the one thing that I want to say is that as a small business owner, I understand, and you probably understand this very well, as your customers are small business owners. There's a million things that you have to deal with when you own a business, whether it's marketing, whether it's your customers or your products and all the things. And so being in touch with the entities that help service the small business community is really important because you may not have known about the PPP loans or you may have never heard of this employee retention credit. And so knowing the entities that can help you is going, like you said, help the community overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's about accessing the capital and then it's also about being plugged in so that you know what to do once you have accessed that capital. Yeah. And I think that's why the biz foundry is so exciting as well, because you guys offer so much intelligence and so much connection and so much opportunity to really help that business grow and develop. Well, and that's, I I think just network, people hate the, the term networking sometimes, but it is important to know the people that can connect you to the right people that you have a, a hole that you, a gap you need to fill and, and, and knowing who can fill that. And so it's, you know, exciting to be in our community. So again, November 7th, six to eight at the biz foundry, you can register at thebizfoundry.org slash events. How can people connect with you, Chris, if they want to know more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, great. Uh, you can definitely check out the website fundsflownow.com. And you can email me, Christopher James at fundsflownow.com. Great. Um, any other last minute? We have a couple minutes before we wrap up. Anything that you want people to know, um, whether they're if they're debating whether they should come to this event or not, or even if they should check with their accountant about this credit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, checking with your accountant is always a great, a great way to start. Uh, sometimes your accountant is aware of tax credit. Sometimes they're not. It's not really what they do. Never hurts to ask. As far as whether you should come or not, if you have a small business, you have employees, you stayed open during the pandemic of 20 and 21, come out. And we're and we've, we're, we're going to have snacks and beverages. Absolutely. And so even if you are like, well, I'm not really, really sure, it's, it's never a bad idea to meet, just like we were saying, kind of network and connect with other business owners. And if you don't qualify, okay, you've, you've, gotten a free drink for and spent two hours meeting new business owners in town. Exactly. There's not, there's not a loss to the situation. Not at all. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. We hope to see you at the November 7th event. Again, you can sign up at thebizfoundry.org slash events. Sign up. Funds Flow is um, providing all the information for the event. Chris, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me.